0: Uh get you, get you a little current baby? I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. Oh yeah, I can't start a market here. A couple things and then uh, we're gonna have some fun, inventory's fun found out the hard way that I am responsible for seeking God. Nobody will do it for me. My sponsor won't do it. My group won't do it. I'm responsible for seeking God. I'm responsible for writing inventories. I'm responsible for the fifth steps. Attach yourself to God and God only. You are responsible and you will be responsible one way or the other. Every promise in the big book has a the other side of it. And that is, if we don't do this, there's, there's also something else that will happen. Praying, misery, depression, all the stuff on page 52. But you're responsible for seeking God. Nobody else. Don't give yourself over to anybody or anything. Screw the messenger. What's the message? What's the message? What's the book say? Don't let anyone ever read your big book for you. What do I mean? Met a meeting. Guy says, I'm on the third step. I go up to him after the meeting. I said, what do you mean by that? Have you done the first three steps in their prayer? Yeah, well, how long would you do a third-step prayer? I did it a month ago with my sponsor. I said, why aren't you write an inventory? My sponsor said to take my time. I said, screw your sponsor. This is what the book says. We're talking about your life here. If your sponsor's telling you stuff that's not in the book, screw him too. We're talking living and dying. We're talking to conscious contact, the glory of God. You're responsible. It's in the book. Don't let anyone read your book before you. Beware of sponsorship. It's a deadly game. It's a deadly game. Men and some women I've worked with, they'll tell you how I sponsor. Out of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Joy calls me whining and says, well, did you pray? Open your book. Why would I do that? Because his life depends on it. That's why. There's killing things going on in Alcoholics Anonymous. The last thing I want to do is stand before my maker in heaven him say, I'm real curious why you decided to share your program with people. It's not your program, it's the program. If you want to work your program? Fine, just don't do it with me. It's the program. Right? Killing things going on in Alcoholics Anonymous, don't be a part of it. I've had to make amends for some stuff I did until I was shown the message in here.
1: Make amends to some men that I sponsored.
0: They said, You don't believe in God, you're better. <laughs> I sure didn't give it to you. I didn't sit down and work with you out of that book. I mean, some of the insane stuff you hear, none of it is in the big book. At least if you know the big book, you get to decide whether or not to believe it or not. Follow me? So I'm going to tell you again, do not let everyone... The other thing about sponsorship, you're, kick, you're killing sponsors when you put them in some kind of a, you know, my sponsor. That's you know, so why I sat down with Andy with five months in Troy. I don't care how long they've been sober. If they have some experience with the steps, God will manifest through them to help me. Talked to a woman the other day. She called me. She's 22 years sober. A lot of this stuff going on in the A. This woman sponsors seven people. She's got a fifth step. Her sponsor hasn't done the work in years. She don't know who to give the fifth step to because none of the people she works with know her. She's standing all alone in Alcoholics Anonymous. Has a home group. Speaks. I said, my God, you see what your ego has done to you? I said, are you willing to do something? She said, yeah. I said, all right. Here's what I'm going to suggest that you do. That you write that inventory and you pick six people to do fifth steps with, make sure about three of them have two years or less. You see what her ego's done? Well, I've got to find another sponsor, but it's got to be sober longer than me. I know people in AA who are 30, they say they're 30 years sober. They've taken a six-month experience and repeated it 60 times. I don't want anything they have. Beware of sponsorship. There's killing things going on in Alcoholics Anonymous. What's the book say? I mean, we're the only kind of people to be like, hey, hey, we're going to rewrite the Bible. Well, I know what it says, but in John, but forget that. Let's follow. Well, don't let anyone read your big book. All right? You're responsible for seeking God. It's in the book. It's in the book. If I say anything here today, you can't reconcile with the book? Forget it. Stuff's important. Stuff's real, real important. Why? Well, sponsors die after a while. I I see that happen a lot. Sponsors die just like this man or woman's walking around paralyzed. Why? Because guess where they put their dependence? Attached to God and God only. Right? To God and God only. Not to sponsors, not to groups, not to the big book, not to aid, to God. Right? Live and move and have your being in God. You can't have my experience. I'm trying to give you tools, get you excited about having your own, right? So, let's go back. I'm going to show you how I write inventory. I go through the first three steps. I don't just sit down with pen and paper and start on the fourth step. I told you what happened the last time I did that. I want to tell you how powerful this program is. I haven't been married in three years. (laughs) Judy, last note. People have done fifth steps, they know there's a God on that's going on. I didn't wake up one day and decide to be married a lot. Driven, driven. A friend of mine said, Mark, you know, it's okay to just to date him. <laughs> date him. What does he mean by it? There's a God. He works. So, here's what I do when I sit down to write. First of all, it's a class act. We're seeking real power here. Treat it like it's a class act. Get a new notebook. Get a ruler. Sit down. I go from the ABCs to the third step prayer. Why? Because I have my chain of steps one, two, three, don't I? A, I'm an alcoholic. Can't manage my own life. B, no human power. C, God couldn't would if he were soft. And then, I, then I'm shown how any life run on self-will won't work. And I'm showing the root of my problem. I'm reinforced on my third step decision. I stay in the prayer. And then I ask God to help me go into a state of consciousness to write inventory. See, there's different states of consciousness. Some of you will know what I mean. There's a state of consciousness you should be in when you're driving your car. Now, we're not always in it. How I many of you have driven somewhere and got there and I have a clue how you got there? <laughs> Trust me, that was not the state of consciousness you were supposed to be in. <laughs>
1: So I do this every time I sit down to
0: write. I say, God, help me write inventory. Now, I'm going to do something with this theater lie. I'm going to take a piece of inventory I wrote. So we talk about a resentment inventory. We make a list of people, institutions, and principles that we're angry with. By the way, I've already done three inventories this year. I just did a Fifth Step Wednesday night. I'm talking current stuff that myself will has me up against. I'm not talking about the past. Current, current stuff. So in column one, I had a... I'm not a forgiveness guest, so he's now an ex-friend. His name is Bart. He was in column one. Column two, be very, very specific. In column two, don't avoid truth. What do I mean? I've done fist steps with people, and they'll go, I'm mad at my dad, why? Well, he was never there for me. And I'll say, well, what do you mean? Were you born? Did he leave? Well, no, he worked a lot. Well, then, what he worked a lot. Because your ego would love to tell... I'd love to walk up to everyone and say, My dad is never there for me. That's why I'm a jerk. <laughs> but that's a lot. Right? Be specific. So here's my second column on art. Art and I have been friends for eight, nine years. I let Art use my Visa card. He ran up about $1,500. I let him use my phone calling card. Said he was going to use it a few times to the tune of about $500 now. The bottom line is our owes be $2,200 and the SOB has disappeared and won't call and return my calls and I'm just a little angry that's somewhat of an understatement I'm going to describe what happened by the time the consciousness hit me that I was getting a shaft here <coughs> so now I get to my third cup. now based on what I wrote in the second column what I want to do let's see Andy you come here There's a line in the big book, when you get done writing, looking at your first three columns, the book spends a page and a half talking to you about, we consider this third column carefully. And it goes on to talk about that resentments block me from the sunlight of the spirit. And it goes on to talk about, in that state, the wrongdoing of others, fancy or real, has the power to kill. And you remember I gave you the word condition? We're going to look at the causes and conditions that made us drink. And under condition, it's called a state of being. Well, I want to talk to you about the state of being I experienced behind this resentment.
1: And I want to show you what I was fighting, what I was up against, right? So this is Mark,
0: alcoholic, right? I'm right here. So in my second column, the first thing I wrote was my friend, Art. So there's a state of being called friend. I have a concept of how I think a friend would be. So Troy, you come up, you're going to play the friend. Here's what this is about in the state of being of a friend. I have an idea of what a friend should be, how a friend should act. Sworn blood oath. Friends never lie. Friends are there for each other. Friends pay money back. Friends do this. Friends do that. Okay? That was one of the state of being. Now, here's another state of being. It's in every man I've ever met and every woman, and that's a part of us that wants to defend us and kill someone when we're angry. I'll call it Rambo. Gus, come on up here. You all know what I'm talking about you threaten any of these states of being, and there's a part of me who wants to kill. What do you do when you're afraid? Run or fight, right? I don't know about running. So Rambo. That's another state. Now here's another state. We're talking money. Yeah, money. Money. Money, right? So I have another state of being. Joey, come on up. You be money. What is this state of being is about? Come here. Just stand right here. The state of being is, I need money to be okay. I need to be financially independent, right? my state of being is determined by money now some of you think you may have problems with this i'll give you one way to check it out how do you feel the day before you get your paycheck versus the day you get it the damn endorphins just go off when you get it done this this is killed out this state of being kills alcoholics gotta have money to be okay gotta be out of debt blah 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 right another state of being Now there's another state of being. I'll have you play that. Come on up here. This is called the victim. Every drunk I've ever known has a victim. This poor guy. He's got a. He's a. He's a strange duck. He's a combination of a real alcoholic, has one objective: drink as much alcohol as possible till the day he dies, and a very spiritual man in here. (laughs) So I want to tell you exactly what happened to me. I've written a bunch of inventory around art already. Done a fifth step was being moved to that state of forgiveness and then I got another little phone bill for about $50 (laughs) and I'll tell you exactly what happened (laughs) I'm walking back from the post office box and I'm opening this thing and Rambo, the first thing Rambo the first thing I thought of because I I know where Art's at is I envisioned knocking down that door taking a thirty-eight, shoving it right down his mouth knocking his teeth out saying I need to talk to you (laughs) Very spiritual way. And I walked along a little bit further, and my friend Art, my my friend Art, my definition of how a friend should be this man was devastated. When Art did what he did and did not fit that state of being, that's life threatening to him, isn't it? You understand what I just said? What Art did in this state of being, Art's saying, this guy don't exist. He's fighting for his life. Now, I wasn't in the victim state yet, right?
1: How do you think the state of being called money was doing at this point in time?
0: Definitely wanted to hook up with Rambo and kill that son of a bitch. But before he died, he wanted his money. Because for him to be okay. He must not owe a dime. People must pay him back. Now, in the middle of all this, what's the alcoholic saying? Screw it! Let's go drink! Screw it! Right? And I had just enough of a sense of awareness that I I better go run. My blood pressure's in, but just a little bit here. So I'm going for a run. And then... Then she showed up, the victim. i have done so much for him. How can that son of a bitch do that? You see what I'm up against? You see what I'm fighting? You see the tragedy of the ego? Multiply this one resentment times 100. And you're walking around living this all day long. This is what we're fighting. This is the tragedy of the ego. Now, where am I self-seeking, dishonest, and afraid? There's a few things you don't know. One is, in order for the friend to exist, he's got to help everybody, Right? the friend the has known art is not responsible but the money person because he wanted to become a multi-millionaire in a construction business said yeah give me the visa card we need him to get the job selfish self-seeking period where did it come from it came from this right here that the friend drove me I've known this guy eight, nine years he's never paid back a dime to anybody
1: <laughs>
0: and the money man says yeah but God we can we can help the world when we're wealthy so let's give them your visa card and your phone calling card. That's a great idea. Right? And I did. I did. Selfish, self seeking, dishonest, fear. Now look at the fear of the money person's in. Right? Get that visa bill, 19.8% interest. Every time I look at that, Rambo says, let's go. <laughs> if you don't write inventory, if you don't ever see this, and you multiply this times everybody in your life. You understand what you're up against? You understand why people drink? Why they blow their brains out? This is what you're up against. And then I did that fifth step. And we begin to look at where self self-seeking, dishonest, and afraid. And now there's another whole dilemma here. Which produced a lot of shame in me. I'm a spiritual man. At <laughs> peace with the world. Love my neighbor as myself. And
1: I couldn't pull it off.
0: I wanted to kill him. So the spiritual man's very existence is threatened. And right in the middle of the alcoholic I like saying, Scrum, let's go crazy! You all laughing because you all been This is what the hell you're up against. Can you, I would hate to think of any of you sitting in this room, trying to sit here and live today off an inventory you wrote last year, let alone two years and three years and four years ago. Because you can take this one example and multiply it times a hundred. And this is what we're up against. When you're living a life driven by self-will, a state of being. Follow me? You know, in AA we talk about, you know, the group, the group mini, committee. Hell, we've all been in group therapy for years in a car
1: alone driving down the
0: road. <laughs> what do you think, Well, Go to Dallas and him, that's what I think. Money person says, oh, God, where's the next investment? You know, where's my return on investment? Some of you that have been too damn busy to go to AA and do the steps and help others, who do you think's driving you through the day? Got to get up, got to go, you know, see my wife make love with her five minutes, got to get in the shower, got to go to work, uh, you know. And you think you're making choices around that? Bullshit. It's a state of being, a condition. And anything that threatens this state of being is life-threatening to me. Follow me? My God, what a horrible way to have to go through life. Make sense? Thanks. Give me a hand. You're done. Okay, I want to do another theater live with somebody. Give me a woman. Give me a woman. Give me where was that smart alley gal who to me about inventory spot? Come here! Inventory spot. By the way, just so you know, I can take anyone in here. Sit down. Do you have anyone you're resentful at? That didn't take long. I can tell already she did a bunch of drama in high school. Okay. Don't be afraid. It's okay. We're not going to hurt you. Who's, who's in column one? Is it a man? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Is this one of, like, left kind of things? Yeah. It's not? Okay. What's in column two? Be specific. Oh, I'll bet you we can help here. <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you angry at this guy for? Touch him, All the women are going, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, that little inventory for some of you, I can see. Okay, men. What's column two? What are you upset about men for? Come on, ladies, help her out a little. i you give her some- Okay, so column two would be would be uh, uh, men don't take care of my needs properly. Okay, all right, men don't take care of my needs properly. What we need, come on back up here, Joy. Okay, good. We're going to name her in just a minute. Why else? Why else resentful of men? They'll, men will abandon me. Okay. Well, not, not taking care of me. Well, I'd be a victim. No, I need another one. Come on up here. Yeah. This this is gonna be the victim. This is gonna be the victim.
1: Her role, did you hear what she said? Men
0: won't take care of my needs. Needy woman. Needy, needy. Needs, needy woman here. A state of being. For her to exist, she has a long list of needs. Here, Pastor, take care of. have of course the victim they abandoned me see the great thing about what i'm going to show her is when we do the third column you turn the second into a complete lie when you're doing inventory the way we're talking about the second column becomes a lie i don't care what you've written in there it becomes a lie. why because all of my troubles are my own making where myself be self-seeking dishonest and afraid okay why else about men Don't do what I say. Is that what you said? Don't do what I say. All right, okay, so we got, they don't take care of your needs. We got that one, right? Oh, I like this. They will abandon me. Remember when I told you she's an agent of God and has these belief systems? What kind of men do you think she's going to attract?
1: So they'll abandon her, okay, and now I can't trust them. Okay, what else? See if
0: there's anything else. You have a specific man in mind you just try to generalize with or <laughs> I'm sure you have a little more experience with this outta it's ought to not be just kind of whipping out here, right? Can't trust them, they'll abandon me, they can't take care of my needs. They're emotionally unavailable? That ever make you man? Emotionally unavailable? Okay. Uh, they're li they lie? Liars? Right? Thieves? Liars and thieves? Okay. Anything else? We're getting some good inventory here, aren't we? <laughs> okay. What what do you say? The user. Boy, well, I'll tell you what. We, are you seeing the state of being that's most prevailing here? You seeing where all that's coming from? What does she need to exist? To be, she needs to remain a victim. She needs to be abandoned. She needs to not trust. She needs to assume no responsibility for her life. Wow. Selfish, self-seeking, dishonest, and afraid. Now, in the middle of all this, we have a sex goddess that's out there. Come on up here. Come on. Come here. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. Because trust me, these men didn't just walk up to her one day and said, Hi, honey, how are you? I'd like to take you out. Right? So, there's always within every woman. And trust me, the sex goddess has only one agenda.
1: And it's not spiritual in nature.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, anyone pick out any of the states of being behind that? She doesn't trust men. Right? She doesn't trust men. Now, here's a whole other piece going on. In order for her to say those things, what she's doing is coming at it from a judgmental state. What she's saying is, I'll never abandon. You can trust me. I'll never lie. I'll take care of your needs. So she's got another state of being that's pretty much got your shit together, right? Yeah? Come on up here and be the self-righteous. Spiritual. Of course, right with Yes. And the really the that
1: That is self-righteous and martyr. And that my self-esteem. Mm-hmm. So then my second is me to and you know nag mm-hmm. same old okay. that keeps me protected. Okay. good
0: point good. now let's do so let's go to a third column
1: we're working with six or seven entries in the third column
0: starting with self-esteem Who it's a state of being Who right so what's our third column going to start to look like now again let's look at the second you can't trust men no one should lie to me second column also is they will not meet emotional needs right will not meet emotional needs they will abandon me so self-esteem, who am I? I'm a self-righteous woman. I will be there for a man. I would take care of his needs. I would not lie for him. I will not abandon him. Self-esteem, who I am. Right? I'm a poor victim. I'm a poor victim. Right? To be, both states are going on. And we've got the little sex guys who has one agenda in mind. Right? Right? honey once you've experienced me and taste the waters of the Nile no other water will quench your thirst <laughs> honey you think the sex goddess's state of being isn't threatened if somebody abandons her that's experienced her follow me whoa see a man who's experienced these and leaves threatens her entire being right so what's her part What's her part? What's the fear? Fear. Remember, book talks about fear. We set the ball rolling. Fear of probably being alone. Drives her to go see men. Now she gets into all this dynamic. Where's her dishonesty? Because here's the truth. Not all men abandoned. There are men you can trust. There are men who will be there. So what she's saying is not true. Follow me? But if you don't look in the third column, she's going to go through life with a belief system. With that belief system, what man could ever go out with her? It's like if she's really going to do it, here's the way to do it. she walk up and she say, listen, Mark, I find you attractive. I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. What's that? If you will not take care of my needs, abandon me, and lie to me, I'll go out with you. Right?" How could she ever have a relationship with this dynamic going on with a man? She can't. She can't. And the biggest one I've heard is number one, self-righteousness. She sees... Boy, would I like to listen to your fifth step. (laughs) She really believes she's never abandoned a man. And she really believes she's always been there to take care of his emotional needs. God, that's it. That's a whole nother you can do a whole nother inventory around that.
1: You're looking for anyone to take care of your
0: emotional needs, you're screwed.
1: That's your responsibility.
0: It's not a man's responsibility, it's your responsibility. Follow me?
1: But as long as she doesn't assume their responsibility, she can keep blaming men.
0: She is responsible. Follow me? Wow, that's a whole new ball game now. Follow me? See? Bingo. Bingo. You see, you see what she's up against? I understand because these beliefs, because these states of being are still going on within you. They all need to die. Why? What did God tell us? Love me, love thy neighbor as thyself. Here's what God wants me to do. He wants me to be kind, loving, honoring, self-sacrificing with you. With these states of being going on, I can't do that because every interaction with you means I want something. Kind, loving, honoring, self-sacrificing, love thy neighbor as thyself. With this going on, that's impossible. You understand what I just said? Can you love someone so much if they want to leave that you can let them go with dignity, knowing full well that that's what they got to do? Well, you can't. Bingo. You can't do it. It can't take place.
1: With these states of being going on, do you also hear what she said?
0: Remember when I talked about, I, I saw kind of this stuff in inventory, so I went eight months, I was going to become celibate and be a monk, and then I got married for five weeks. See, what she's doing, both, both are extremes of self. She looks at this, lives in her second column, says that's what's going to happen, so goes over here and says, screw it! Her little sex goddess, rambet rears his head till so he'll leave you hear what he just said I just saw this in inventory I submit to you that if this doesn't die if she met a wonderful man and there are many of them don't kid yourself women there, if she met a wonderful man who would be there and be honest and not abandoned she would drive that son bitch away so fast to make his head spin Because there's a part of her that's the victim, in order to exist, must be abandoned. I was, when I I did this inventory Wednesday night, and I was telling Andy and Troy, and they had some similar experience, there have been three women in my life, it's like, God must look at me and say, how many more do I have to send to you? (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful women. God-fearing women, honest women, wouldn't cheat, wouldn't betray, wouldn't abandon. And you know what I did with all three of them? I literally woke up one day and said, I'm out of (laughs) here. And yet every inventory looked just like hers. She abandoned me, she abused me, let me tell you what happens in South Will. This is a great, this is a great example. (laughs) Judy knows this lady. I walked up to this lady and I was being driven by self will. And this is what this woman said to me. She said, Hi, Mark. My name is Carl. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to be the most abusive human being you ever had in your life. I'm going to take your testicles, wear them around my neck. I'm going to put you in so much pain, you're going to wish you were back to Vietnam. And because I was in self will, you know what I heard her say? Mark, I'm the will of God for you. I will be here till the day you die. I will take care of all your needs, never abandon you. I will worship the ground you walk on. And three years later, when I got my nuts back... (laughs) That's what happens when you're driven by self will Follow me? See, this is the tragedy she's up against. If this stuff don't die, if she met a man who would meet a sane and sound ideal, she would drive him away because there's a part of her... Called the victim that doesn't deserve a man like that. God, the tragedy of the ego. It's incredible. Just incredible. Does this make sense? See? See, that's the great news. My troubles are my own making. I absolutely know if I continue to do this, God will move me toward, wh- toward wholeness. If He wants a woman in my life to grow old with, to love, to be with, that will happen. I absolutely know. Right? Faith, hope. I know that that can happen. See, thanks, man. Inventory's fun. Inventory's fun. Right? See, when you write inventory this way, one of the things I do when I get to my third column is I try and ask myself,
1: what state of being was going on here that
0: created this resentment? Right? Let's do another. I want to do one with, uh, I guess we'll do, we'll do it with a man. Volunteers? Oh, come on up here! Here's what happened. When you write inventory,
1: when you write inventory and do a fifth step,
0: you detach from those states of being. That same woman that wore my testicles for three years—actually, that's not true. I gave them to her but it's easier to tell you that she took it I was talking about powerless but I want to make a point of something I kept doing this work and what I will tell you is that woman and I have made amends and I pray for her every single day and I wish her well all the days of her life and we're talking horrendous pain and harm aren't I, June? yes horrendous that's what this program does show mercy follow me you do enough work with inventory you get pulled out of those states of being give us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us.
1: You're not doing work with one through nine. That isn't going on. You're in that state
0: of being. That woman with that I started working with at 29 years of sobriety, you, I've never seen anyone so tightly compartmentalized in my whole life. And breaking her apart was absolutely incredible. She had to Miss And none of them knew the others existed. They were strong and rigid. You had a mother. Children were never paying her enough respect. you had Mrs. A.A. and you had this. My God, it was a pro. That's why she's on her fifth time through the steps in two years and why she's in so much peace today. Because all these states of being die. At one. One with God and one with yourself. Now, let's do another one. You have someone you're resentful at. Yes. Okay? Man or woman? Man. A man? Okay? What's, uh, what's column two? What are you mad about? Okay, you worked for him. He didn't give you what? Okay. Any other reasons you're mad at him? We got some inventory here. Pick on Troy. Uh, he has a state of being around money that's real strong, that has to die. You all hear the one state of being? We've heard a lot about money here. For him to be, for him to exist, <laughs> certain things must go on. He must get his money. Anything associated money must be paid on time. Why? Because he gets terrified if it doesn't happen, right? So that's one. Now we have another called the Employee of the Century. <laughs> come on up here, Bruce. Oh, give yeah, me, wow. This is a gal who's written the inventory for years because she didn't get an employee of the month. Oh, he casually throws in, "It's my father." Bruce, come on up and play the son. Come up and play the son. The good son, the prodigal son. This, this is like the story of, in the Bible. You got the one who went away and did what we did, drank, raised hell, did all that. Came home, you got the other brother stayed home, worked, did all the stuff. And then the dad said, throw a feast. And he turned around and said, what? Where's God? Right? So we got the son, son who helped his father. Right? We got that. We got the money man. We got this misemployed. Of course, we also have sitting in the chair the same thing. We have the alcoholic and the spiritual man. By the way, I haven't done something that I meant to do. If you do not write inventory, when it comes to amends, you can take these states of being and they'll give you reasons why they're not going to make amends. Let me go back to my first example with Art. If I never wrote inventory, forget about Rambo making amends. That don't exist in his belief system. What about the friend if I've never seen that? Would the friend have to go make amends? No. Why? Because he took advantage of me. The victim in there, would the victim go make amends? Of course not. He's a victim, right? Would the alcoholic? Forget it, Jack. The only one who might even consider it might be the spiritual man, the member of AA, and he would probably say, well, if I ran into him in an elevator someday, maybe. Follow me? As long as those states of being continue to exist, you'll never go make amends, you'll never be able to forgive. And they all come from states from self worth Now, are there any other dynamics any of you have seen in here? We got the the good son, right? Got that employee, that hard worker. Honesty, say what I do, do what I say. See, he's judging, isn't he? And then we got the state of being around money. Anything else? then we got the drunken. Oh, of course, of course. You need a victim. Come on, guess. So, you see where the second column came from? So here's what happens. First of all, you got this employee who's doing all this good work and not getting any recognition for it. For that person to exist, must have recognition. State of being around the money, must have his money. To exist, to be, to be okay, not going on. Think, think that person isn't a little mad? Of course, then there's a victim. And then we got the good son, right? Some of this stuff fit. Now, now, let's look at selfie, self-seeking, dishonest, and afraid. Why'd you choose to go to work for your dad?
1: <laughs>
0: Best offer you get at the time. He chose to go to work for his dad. Now, you didn't just meet your dad, did you? <laughs> He's probably known I was dead for years, but because of fear, selfishness, and self-seeking, he went to work for him anyhow, because it was going to be different this time. He's just like me and my friend Dark. He's lying for nine years, and I say, the money man says, he won't lie this time.
1: So
0: I <laughs> you start to see in your part? Fear and fear of to it. not being able to pay for it. Bingo. So all of a sudden you start to look at what we're looking at, and all of a sudden the second column's a lie, isn't it? a damn line you follow me but you don't do inventory he's going to go through the rest of his life his dad you see what you're up against these four are fighting for their life it's a state of being the third column is a state of being if you get nothing else get this it's a state of being and in that condition
1: you will go drink
0: and multiply this times 50 resentments or 100 resentments and we wonder why we go get drunk and we're restless, irritable, and discontent. You get the feel for this? This is the tragedy of the people of the life. These are states of being that come from self-will. That's why the big book says, Mark, in that state, fancy or real, it has the power to kill you. Why? Because in that state, I'm blocked from the sunlight of the Spirit, and I don't care how long you're sober, you all got them. It's your job to find it out. Don't care how long it's over, you're screwing someone over. Your job to find it out. To find it out. Why? Because it's not right. That's why. Because you'll drink. That's why. Does it make sense? You start to see this? But inventory's fun. Now let's go back to something. Let's say you never saw this. And I'll give you an example on the amends. Tell me why you won't make amends to him. I went to work for him. I helped him out. Did him a favor.
1: Yeah.
0: Bingo. Of course, we got the hardworking employee, right? Screw it. He ain't get no Father's day card with me, by God. Right? Okay. Yeah. And then, then we have the victim going to a lot of different AA meetings. Saying what? My dad
1: curved me off. Right? Right in the middle of all the, the alcoholics say, Let's
0: go drink! Let's go drink! We'll show him if I get drunk. Remember the line in the big book in the 10 step. We've ceased fighting anything or anybody, even alcohol. Anything you're fighting, you're fighting alcohol. Don't ever think anything different. You're fighting money, you're fighting alcohol. You're fighting relationship problems, you're fighting alcohol. This is the tragedy. This is why less than five percent of us will die. So, and if you're not doing a lot of work one through nine, how in God's name are you ever going to see this? You know, you're sitting in this family. Give him a hand. Thanks. So the inventory inventories. You write a lot of inventory, right? But the more I do this, you know, when I, when Troy and Andy and I did that fifth step Wednesday night, I said, "My God!" And then I'll tell you something else that happened to me in the middle of that inventory. <clears throat> Thank God that God is a merciful, graceful God. Because as I sat and listened to the three of us and I thought about the pain we were putting out in the universe to ourselves and to other people, I said, Thank God he's a merciful God. And when I'm in self will, that's the kind of stuff I do. Suddenly, cuts him off from it. his father, wants to blame the father, and he's the one that's selfish and self seeking, dishonest and afraid. Look at the pain that it causes. right? God Almighty, if you're not writing inventory, you never see this. How oh, in God's name can you love you never? Neighbor as yourself. How can you be kind, loving, honoring, and self sacrificing? Shit, you can't. Hated that about knocking me off my feet on Thursday. The more I do this, the more I get in touch with that. There's a cruelty in alcoholics that comes from ignorance, from the battery from alcohol and drugs. And I mean a cruelty. Cruelty. That comes from the battering you've taken from alcohol and drugs. And the more work you do with the steps, the more that can stop. The more that can stop. It's in the fifth step. Doing the fifth step. Writing inventory like what we talked about and doing it with men and women who understand. Let me tell you something about the fifth step in the big book. It says it's life and death. You know what they're talking about? They're talking about the death of self-will and the life of the child of God. You're doing this fifth step so people don't understand what we're doing up here today. How many of you ever done this written inventory in the third column? We'll do a he left or she left. And under self-esteem he wrote, I felt bad when he left. You ever done that? All you do is write in the third column from the state of being that created the damn thing to begin with. You never see anything. I do fifth steps and people understand what I'm trying to get at because my very life depends on What life? A life with God, in God, manifested through Him. The death of self. Big book gives you a bunch of instructions on who to do fifth steps with those of you if you haven't done inventory for a while please I beg if you go through write some inventory find four, five, six people go read the inventory to them you won't believe what happens to you because you totally disconnect from those states of being it's awesome it's incredible you literally feel yourself being pulled away pulled away next day after we did that fifth step Andy it was humorous because he'd go into meetings and people would talk and Andy's one of these guys that's been around AA for like 25 years got like five months right and once he heard the truth, I mean, he's heard more BS than 10 of us together. So he'd go in meetings, and what his ego would doing is someone would say something, and he'd say, I'd like to get a newsie and shoot that guy, he's lying. And his head would do that all through the meetings. And after we did that fifth step, he we went to a meeting Thursday and he said, I only had one thought in that meeting of killing somebody. Why? Because he disconnected from his ego when he did that fifth step. Sixth step, you look at all these defects that come from self-will. You make a long list of them. Are you willing to let go of them? You willing to let go of this stuff? Do I think God can take them all now, everyone? If not, I ask God to help me be willing. And then I give them to God in the seventh step. Right? My Creator, I'm now willing to have all of me, good and bad. See, the seventh step for me, particularly in the last two years, has become an experience of all of me, good and bad. All of them. You do enough work with one through nine any self-righteousness you have or spiritual pride will sure go away quick what you start to get in touch with is how common you are with everyone else your oneness with everyone else how much you fall short in thought, word, and deed you take that to God in the seventh step you connect with God in the seventh step now we make our list of amends in the eighth step and we begin to go make amends in the eighth step and in the ninth step we connect with our fellow brothers and sisters to achieve at one one, but at one with God myself You, free to go anywhere. Troy and Andy described something. We went to a meeting last night. Everyone there in that meeting was new, And they both talked about how they were able to come to a town and meet a whole bunch of new people and sit in a house in a meeting, totally at peace and ease. If we hadn't done that Fifth Step Monday, trying to drag Andy here, he would have been, No, no! (laughs) He would have been terrified. How come he could sit there last night in perfect peace and ease? See? Why? because of the work that's happened, detached from self-will. Touched with his true self. And now I make my list of amends, and now I go out and connect with the world. I step past my pride, step past my ego, step past my defenses to set right the harm that came from self-will. Right? And I go make all these amends. All of them. For any harm that comes to mind that you put out in the universe, of any kind, there's something you can do. I don't care if you stole a candy bar in seventh grade. Trust me, I wish that's the only amends we had to make, but just tell a friend the other day, you know, we don't mind making amends, we just hate paying the money back. There's six pages of instructions on amend that cover everything. They're very specific. So much freedom in in in, in getting free. You know, there's an analogy I heard one time that I love that describes me so much. When I'm starting to work the steps, I'm like a little field mouse in a tall field of hay, and all the boxcars behind me are all the harm I put out in the universe. So I'm pulling a lot of them. And I get to the ninth step, and I get through my amends, and now what happens in the tenth step, I've entered the world of the spirit, and now what I'm doing is I'm seeing the world through the eyes of an eagle. little bit different view, I think. Right? See, the first nine steps, as a result of experiencing the death of self-will, pulling away from self-will, a sense of true self, child of God, you know it, you don't believe it, you know it, a connection with God and your fellow human beings, that's why it says in the 10th step, you entered the world of the spirit. Your next function is to grow an understanding of effectiveness about what? In the world of the spirit, being guided by spirit. And then those incredible Ten step tools. Ten step's not about ego, it's about good. There's a little story that sums up the 10th step better than anything I can tell you friend of mine, he's got, got an uncle. The guy's kind of mean. He's got a cousin, a little shy up here. <coughs> they, they have a horse ranch. One day, the uncle's sitting there, and he's shoeing some horses. He's got a horseshoe, and he's got it in a hot bed of coals. Throws it up the table. The guy that's a little short comes in. The uncle says, pick up the horseshoe. He went down, he picked it up, shoo, dropped it real quick. His uncle said, that's hot, isn't it? And he said, no, it don't take me long to look at a horseshoe. And that's what the 10-step is. When that force, self-will comes on you, we watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When that force comes on you, turn. Don't look at the horseshoe. Turn. Turn to God. Turn to good. Get that force away from you. The eagles gather where the mind goes. When you set yourself in fear, turn. Remember the instructions in the book of the 10th step? We watch, we ask, we turn. Then you can begin to experience 10th step promises. What? We have ceased fighting anything or anybody, even alcohol.
1: If you haven't done the
0: first nine steps, don't even begin to read ten. You can't do anything with it. I can spend the rest of my life picking up the ten-step tools. Ten step tool says along the line of his will. If your self-will is still intact, you can't operate in the universe along the line of his will. How can I best serve thee, let thy will not mine be done? Along that line, I can do anything. Anything. The line of his will. Talks about a new sixth sense. Powerful stuff in the 10th step. The 10th step is like an abyss for me. One of the things I do with that, some tools I'm working with, I carry little three by five cards with me. And on that three by five card, I'll take one word, which is a spiritual tool, and I'll work with it. Watch. Watch is a spiritual tool. Watch for what? Watch for ego. Watch for self-will. Watch for selfishness, dishonest, resentment, and fear. When I see it, ask God it wants to remove it. Ask is a spiritual tool. Turn to someone I can help. Smile in an elevator, open a door, turn, get the force away from you, right? Take God seriously, don't take yourselves too serious. Eleventh <clears throat> step, prayer and meditation. Meditation, to me, the heart and soul the whole program, sit at one with the Father, with the glory of God. Sit in meditation with a quiet mind because of the work you've done. Sit in meditation, prayer and Meditation. Eleven Step talks a lot about thought life. Think about this: God's given us all free will, right?
1: <coughs> free will is dictated by your thought life. What if your thought life centered in self?
0: Whoa! Then your actions are going to come from that state. The whole Eleven Step. Look how many times the tenth, eleven Step talks about thought thought life, a thought life centered in God. See, you keep doing the work in 1 through 9, what happens is God can manifest through you. His goodness, His love, His patience, His kindness will show up in spite of yourselves. That's what can happen in the 11th step. Great tools in the 11th step. I'll tell you presently what I'm doing with the 11th step right now. And I'll start with the evening review. When I go home, normally somewhere between 5 and 8 o'clock at night, I'll take the paragraph where it has the review and I take a notebook And it says, Mark, today what you resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? And I write it out. And it goes on to ask me some more questions, and I answer them and I write it out. And at the end of that review, it says, I ask God for his forgiveness, and I write down what corrective action I can take when tomorrow morning. Then I have my other notebook. I write my plans for the day. I can take my corrective action that I've seen, put it on my plans for the day.
1: The other thing when I'm doing an evening review
0: that works for me is I start from the last person I talk to and I go back through my day. One of the ways I begin to see this cruelty that we have is I begin to pretend if I would interact with somebody, I begin to pretend I was them and how would what I say affect them?
1: How would what I do
0: affect them? And I begin to see this cruelty that was in me. That again, I believe, comes from ignorance. Not realizing how what I say impacts people. The harm, the pain. It's a program of mercy. You're looking for justice. You better go drink or do more dope. It's about total mercy. The more you look at this. See, I told a friend the other day, I cannot do by mistake what I used to do on purpose. I cannot stand harming one of God's kids. It's too painful to me anymore. Too painful. That's how I do my evening review. When I get up in the morning, I open the big book and I read the 11th step and all the prayers that are in there. And there's so many. Ask God to divorce my thought life from what? Self-pity, dishonest, self-seeking motives. It's a prayer. If I have to make any decisions, I ask God for inspiration, intuition, or the right decision. I relax and take it easy. What a way to go through the day. A little different than this. I relax and take it easy. Goes on to talk about in meditation. Freedom from self-will. Freedom. I ask God for freedom from self-will. What's my next step to be? Give me the strength to match any problems. Another great spiritual tool. I pause when agitated or doubtful and ask God for the thought, right thought or action. If you're in self-will, you will never pause. Zoom right past pause. It's impossible to pause in self-will. Pause. It's like in the middle. God possibly remind myself many times throughout the day Thy will not mind be done to receive the promise that I'll avoid the danger of excitement fear anger worry self pity or foolish decisions Ooh, man. what a way what a way to go through it see what, what gifts we've been given in this book there's no end to this book this thing of uh, I had a call just just today it was called my answer machine this guy's six years sober here's what his question was he said Mark I've been doing a lot with some, some Christians Christian fellowship and uh I think I'm going to leave AA. I'd like to talk to you about it. His ego's taken him, turned him into a spiritual mystic. He's just going to shift right on out of here. Right? There's no depth, there's no end to what's available to us out of the big book about college and knowledge. Just incredible stuff in there. But I, I have learned, it takes, it takes work with one through nine. But it's fun. And remember all the promises that come behind every single Step. Right? There's, there's just no end to this thing because there's no end to God. I'm going to stop now and see if anybody has any questions. Anybody got any questions? Anybody can have this experience. There's nobody special in AA. i got to make sure I get all my prejudices in, so let me think if there's any more. Yeah. Yes. Yes, sir, I am. Over and over. Yes, sir. Because you cannot defeat your ego. It will come back. Pardon me? Yes. Yes. And you don't have to take long to do this. Troy and Andy and I will be on the ninth step next week. We started six weeks ago. We wrote very thorough inventories, very thorough work with the first three steps. We swapped fifth steps, did six and seven. We'll be making amends in six weeks don't drag it out I'm talking about your life here right? it's a program of action you get to decide, you get to choose how much of an experience you want with God self-knowledge avails you nothing, about what? about God we must experience God if you said to me, Mark, do you believe in God? I would say, no, I absolutely know He exists far deeper than belief. far past emotions closer to me than breathing closer than my hands, closer than my feet experientially I know that See? Actually, easily. Uh, once I do the set aside prayer, I haven't done this a lot of times, I don't sit and read every single sentence. One of the things we did this time that was different is we went around and talked a lot about our drinking. This, it, was, it was a new experience. And then hooked that into some key sentences from the doctor's opinion through page 23. Then we took pages 23 to 43, and we talked about—I talked about some states of mind I've been in the last few months. I should have got drunk behind, and some states of mind when I used to drink. And then we did the same thing with page 52. So we didn't read every word. That's how. I think the first time through, I loved it. I, I will take people slowly through, but, but I have to use—I'll give you an example. You. My intuition is pretty good. You are dying of untreated alcoholism. If I was down here working with you, you're asked to be in inventory tomorrow.
1: If he don't get some freedom, he's going to die.
0: I looked at him and I saw myself at nine years. So all he's got to do. Find someone with some experience. Spend a few hours in the first three steps. Do that third step prayer. Get his butt in the inventory. Do about six fifth steps. Next weekend, six and seven, make his list of amends. Go make amends and you won't even recognize him. You learn intuition after a while. He's not one you want to say, I think I'll have him do the workbook for nine months. He'll die. So every time through, you allow the spirit to guide a little bit. Yeah? Uh, you. he, he what your brain doing right now? What was your the fifth step? When I do a fifth step, we always open with 10 to 15 minutes of meditation. Invite God in. I do some other weird stuff, purify myself with sage. There's a lot of icky stuff that guys throw my way. <clears throat> <laughs> and and then we read the instructions in the big book, which start on page 70 through 75, every word that's crystal clear why we're there and what we're about. And then we stop, and I make them tell me what we're about to do and why we have to do it, like the big book says. Then we stop, and then we start in And I haven't read the first, second, third column. And we're going after it in the third column. My goal is for God to use me to help him find out his truth in the third column. Make the second column into a lie. And that's what I do. Now I'll tell you something about fifth steps. I've done well over a thousand of them. What's the moral of the story? Experience, experience, experience. The more of them you do, the more of an agent you can be. A lot of people don't want to work with others because it's work. Takes time, takes time, but this is give, give, give. You give, you receive. The prayer of Saint Francis: better to give than to receive. Your self-will, you you can't experience that. So that's what I do in a fifth step, and I understand. A, I'm always honored. B, I understand it's life and death. I'm not there to make him feel better. I'm there to use this as an agent of God, so He can get pulled away from self-will, like that late that poor lady talking about what she wrote in her second column. God, what a, hopefully she's got some people around her she can do fifth steps with to make that change. See? Who you do fifth step with is crucial. Someone who will understand and prove what you're driving. Let me give you a quick example of that. There's a lady uh, called me six years dying of untreated alcoholism. <clears throat> she lived down in McAllen. She drove up and took her through the first three steps. She wrote inventory. She did a fifth step with three women down there. This woman had probably... About a hundred names. Been married, divorced four times. Some husbands that beat her. She came out of that experience with eight amends. She called me and I said, what? She said, yeah. I said, look, I'm going to be down at Corpus Christi. Why don't you bring that inventory? She brought that inventory and me and another friend of mine, Dan, saw it down. Let me tell you something. By the time we were done, she looked at me dead in the eye and said, those husbands should have killed me. When she was done, she had 87 amends. And her amends story was beautiful because most of those were back in Iowa. Two of those ex-husbands drove her around to make her amends because she cleaned her shit up with it. That woman would have died based on that fifth step she did with those three women. They were doing stuff like, oh, you poor dear, I can't believe those men treated you like that.
1: <laughs>
0: That's the kind of fifth step where, well, I want to amend to myself and maybe mom and dad. <laughs> Pardon? I only have to talk with someone a few minutes to know if they're experiencing you know there's two fellowships in AA the big book talks about one of them is the spirit of the fellowship we're experiencing this today there's another one talked about on page 164 called the fellowship of the spirit anyone who's done one through nine is living in the fellowship of the spirit I can do a fifth step with them my intuition will tell me that See, I'm not interested in length of sobriety. It has nothing to do with anything. I don't know if you found this out, but God's not really interested in seniority, is what I found. I'm looking for people with experience, follow me, who understand and prove what I'm driving at. Some of you, how many of you have ever done work with that inventory? It's a checklist. Raise your hands. You won't see shit. <laughs> Get to the third column, I'm self, uh, my self-esteem's affected, my ambition, my pride, boom, boom, boom. Fourth column, uh, I'm self self-esteem, dishonest, afraid. What's the next one? Your ego goes, boy, we like this. You don't see anything. Probably why it's not the big book. Not sure. See, why would you want to write an inventory other than the big book when, I, when you can get these promises? Let me read these promises to you. These are the fifth step promises. And they're on page 75 and i don't guarantee anyone to hear this if you will do the first four steps out of the big book of alcoholics anonymous someone who's had an experience who can show you not tell you show you here's what will happen to you when you're done with the fifth step once we've taken this step of holding nothing we're delighted we can look the world in the eye we can be alone in perfect peace and ease our peers will fall from us we begin to feel the nearness of our creator We may have had certain spiritual beliefs, but now we begin to have a spiritual experience. The feeling the drink problem has disappeared will often come strongly. We feel we're on the broad highway walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. Some of the most powerful promises in the whole big book. Why would you want to use someone else's form? Someone brings you up one of those forms. Here's the question. Are there a set of promises if I do your inventory like the ones in the big book? What do you mean? Follow me? Question? What are the mistakes that, that we make that lead us into feelings of self-hatred and when we arrive there, what are the ramifications? Uh, he's talking about a defect called self-hatred which every alcoholic, unfortunately, has much of. It comes from many different things. It comes from perfectionism. I don't know what sets it into motion. It doesn't really matter. But you're going to come face to face with it. It also has a lot to do with your conception of God. If you hate yourself because you're not perfect, then you're going to have a punishing God. The more problems you have with yourself, the more problems you're going to have with God. I think that defect had a lot to do with some things that drove me last year. It's called self-hatred. Because here's the theme song of self-hatred. If it's good, that's bad. Remember I told you about these three wonderful women God put in my life? And that was good. And I woke up one day, and a part of me said, that's bad. I've seen it so many times in AA, and I've experienced it. Met wonderful men and women, they're doing great. They'll crack a the relationship, they'll commit adultery, they'll do whatever. That's gone. They'll quit a career, they'll lose a job. When, at the top of the heap. Why? because there's something inside of it called self-hatred whose things aren't as good as bad so we to make sure it stays bad it's a state of being now, I didn't ask for that state of being but I think that state of being had quite a bit to do that state of being almost killed me in 91 and it was working on it in 96 my life in many respects in July of 96 in every sense of the word was the best it had ever been. And in that state, that defect will start working real suddenly, real subtly. Here's the thing I found experientially. It's critical for me today. I must have men and women around me who know every part of me. There's two laws I work with. Andy and Troy, I have these two laws. Here's the first, the spiritual law carrying if Andy and Troy through their actions show me they don't care about themselves, I cannot and will not care about them because I can't. What do I mean? I mean if they're not going to meetings, working steps, doing prayer and meditation, I ain't going to have shit to do with about it. I can't. Second law, we must have is spiritual consent. They have spiritual consent if they see me in delusion to bring it to my attention with love. And I have that with them. And if you don't have that, what you're doing is you have a secret light going on Compartmentalized. no one knows all the parts of you you show a little bit to this group and a little bit to the sponsor no one's seeing the totality of you so you know i have a home group in austin texas they don't even begin to know me they see what they hear in the meetings i've got to have three or four men and some women around me who know me who love me enough and i've given spiritual consent to why because god made me i believe that way to be humble enough to say to these people, I need your help. If you love me, you better you better tell me when I'm in self-delusion. We sat down, I'll give you an example of how important this is. Andy and Troy and I sat down, and remember I talked about locating myself? <laughs> well, we located ourselves, and neither one of those guys was in AA. Were you? Andy will be the first to tell you, and he said, you know, Mark, I got really pissed at you. This guy almost died because nobody would tell him the truth. But he saw the truth. He was not an AA. What's being an AA? AA is knowing exactly where you're at in the recovery process. Oh, I love it when it says, oh, I work all 12 steps every day. Oh, really? Isn't that cute? <laughs> Anyone I've ever worked with will tell you
1: exactly what step they're on. You better know where you're at. If I'm in Houston, Texas, and I don't think I'm in Houston, Texas, I probably would get home to
0: Austin tonight. So you got to know where you're at. So, in recovery, I just told you, I'm on this week, will be making the eighth step. Now, I live in 10 and 11. I pick up all those tools in 12. I'm, I'm located. I have a home group, meets on Tuesday night in Austin, Texas. I go to a lot of meetings. I sponsor a bunch of men, spiritual advisors, to some others. And they, they have me as a spiritual advisor in spite of the fact they've heard my fifth steps. <laughs> 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 I'm located. We did that with Andy and Troy, and they both said, Mark, I'm not an AA. They both thought going to a couple meetings a week meant they were in alcoholics Anonymous. Don't bullshit yourself. You're either in this thing on the fringes or out and drunk. Locate yourself. Are you really in this? Right? Do you think going to a meeting or two is being in the program? I'll take you back to something. How many hours a day did you drink? Oh, 10 to 15. A little too busy for AA, though, right? See, uh, that's almost killed me. Big Book says it's about a way of living. I will make this a way of living till the day I die, and you know why? Because it's exactly where God wants me. That's why. There's reasons you don't have long-term sobriety because as the ego starts to come back, one day all of a sudden it's not a way of living anymore. They got well. They got well. So you gotta ask yourself, am I in AA? Once a month, we're gonna start stealing steal again. One of the questions is, are you in AA today? And if you're not in AA, then I submit to you. It's because you're a long ways away from step one. And you now are starting to have some reservations and options about being a real alcoholic and an addict. If you believe the big book. Huh? Oh, isn't that interesting? There's a bunch of you here.
1: That are in that five to nine, ten
0: years sobriety that are not in AA, I assure you, and you're dying of untreated alcoholism, and your delusion is you think you're doing recovery, doing AA. What is the AA? Seeking God through a course of spiritual exercises so you can have a revolutionary spiritual experience. Let me tell you about this revolutionary spiritual experience. And if you're sitting in this room and this hasn't happened to you, then by God, get another sponsor and do it. I'm talking real power. Put your head in the bolt,
1: knock you on your butt power. That
0: kind of an experience. And if you haven't had it, get someone, work the first nine steps, and get it. Thank you. I'm done. <laughs>